Poetry is my way of traveling through the world, of taking in the world and trying to give something back. Kim Adonisio. Antonia Matthew has lived in Bloomington, Indiana since 1968. Her writing group, Five Women Poets, has sustained her for 39 years. Her work has been published in small magazines, and she's self-published a chapbook on her mother's Alzheimer's and written a play about her experiences as a child in World War II England. Welcome to The Poet's Weave. I'm Romaine Rubinus Dorsey. Antonia, what have you brought for us today? What? We sit upstairs in your small room. You ask, what does a poet need? I remember the cat crouched in the grass beside me, a chipmunk between her paws, eating it whole. At the end of the afternoon, I found only the feet and the tail. I drove home one evening on a back road. Two deer galloped from trees edging a field and headed towards me. I expected them to stop, swerve back into the trees, but they came on, down the steep slope, onto the soft shoulder, and charged across the road, looking straight ahead. As they leapt to the low bank and paused before disappearing, their white tails fluffed out, erect, flashed in the evening light. I turn to you, say, I need to eat the chipmunk whole, to risk all for where I am going. Walking for F.S. After so many years, you come back to me, straight and spare as a Giacometti figure as I walk along the indoor track. I am watching the men ahead, walking like ducks, feet splayed out, rocking from side to side, and remember you in Movement 101, taken by most of us to avoid team sports, not knowing that we would never walk in the world the same way again. You taught how to move from the invisible place just below the navel to allow all movement to radiate out from that center and lift the body from within. And you, yourself, moving fully through the world with laughter, and there's no other word, courage. Never afraid of new things, your dances full of dancers walking simply across the stage, the whole audience silent, the moment a kind of meditation as I continue on around the track, it doesn't matter so much that I walk with a stick or that it takes me 20 minutes to go a mile. I am moving from that invisible place, my body full of air and light. Always with us, Franklin, Tennessee. In a field on the edge of the Canton Estate, I find a Civil War graveyard. I climb a stone stile, stoop under the low maples, and come to the foot of a slope. Lines of square, small stones stretch almost to the top of the hill, like broken teeth sown in the short, thick grass. The historical marker reports more than a thousand soldiers buried by a Landover 
and his slaves. Beside me, a mockingbird sings and hops on the wrought iron fence that keeps back the unmown grass, the bright summer flowers. Then, out of the woods, gray line shining, a sudden evening rain advances across the meadow. Here, among graves marked only with initials, the rain gathering force soaking through my thin jacket, I remember the fading photograph, rows of white crosses under the Rangoon sun, in the foreground my father's, stenciled in uneven letters on the rough wood, number 12091, Major A.C. Stedman. I stand alone in this cold rain, far from the familiar hills of my Cotswold home, where, at the foot of his parents' grave, my father's name is carved, and on the gate of honor at his school. In the rain, the flowers still shine, I pick one and place it on a grave. Desert Under a Full Moon Stepping out from the trailer at 3 a.m., I enter silent blueness, wander among prickly corals on a sandy floor. North, the Rikon Mountains rise, stone whales breaching into air, stars, foam flecks against the sky. Pen and Ink, number 77. In July 1914, Matisse, with a few lines on the right of the paper, caught Yvonne Landsberger, hand on her hip, flouncing in her summer frills towards the August beach. The future still blank as the rest of the sketch. Matisse's studio from a photograph by Brassia. Who feeds the birds, cleans out their cages, dusts the work table, the shelves heavy with books, or straightens the pictures on the walls, wiping off the frames, and the wooden floors, who sweeps and polishes them, so the photographer can come in, take this picture of the master, drawing the subservient model, nude and crouching. You've been listening to Poetry by Antonia Matthew on The Poet's Weave. I'm Romaine Rubinus-Storsi. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, um, I've lived in Bloomington since 1968, and I started seriously writing, although I had written as a teenager and on and off, you know, during working and being a mother and that sort of thing. Um, I was lucky enough to take a class with Sandra Gilbert, who was here for a very short while. And um, that just sort of sparked writing and I was lucky enough to take it with another special student. I wasn't enrolled at IU, Helen May, and neither of us 
had a place to go. So we started our own crit group. We started our own writing group. And actually now it's been 39 years since we started it. And that's what's kept me going these 39 years. People have come and gone, but we've met once a month, sometimes more, commented on each other's work, in, you know, encouraged each other. It's just been perfect for me. Well, what, what do you feel drives you to write? That's a really interesting question, and it's hard to answer. Usually it's things that I see or hear that go on in the world, um, often politics, a newspaper article, a newspaper photograph. Um, as I've got older, I've been writing some memoir in, in prose, and so sometimes these memories have sparked a poem. Um, so I, I can be surprised by an idea. It'll just happen to me. You know, here's a poem. <laughs> Movement 101. Right. Do you find that there's a, a connection for you between that kinetic movement and writing? Yes. Yes, I do. Um, I love to watch dance, particularly modern dance, and I will sometimes find that um, the dance will give me an idea or simply being in the presence of another art form will simply stimulate my own creativity and I'll perhaps go back to a poem and revise it or um, I will get a completely new idea, nothing to do with dance, that I can write about. Um, and it's the same with art, really. Um, you know, I've got a couple of poems there about art. Um, I, love, I love the IU Art Museum and the Sophie Gallery. They're just two beautiful parts of Bloomington. And I'll see a, a, a picture and... It'll click an idea for a poem. Um, are you working on any, besides your memoirs, on any projects right now? Well, yes. I um, A couple of years ago, I, I self-published a chapbook about my mother's Alzheimer's. I had written a series about it. And um, then my stepfather also had Alzheimer's. And although I didn't write so many poems about him, um, I've been going back to them and revising them and thinking that I have a, a little collection, not really enough for a chat book, but perhaps to give it a reading sometime. Thank you so much for coming in. Well, thank you for having me. You're welcome. Thank you. I've enjoyed it.